scars and ever-living stones. What have I done? What if by copying these files I triggered some kind of alert? If they have a quantum subspace comm relay, which who doesn't these days, whoever is receiving the signal could be here within hours or days. <sighs> okay, no. Nim, let's be logical. Think it through. That sounded like a recorded message. It seemed to coincide with me copying that last file. It didn't play when I copied the earlier files, which could mean that it's only attached to this system, or that it only plays after a certain number of attempts to duplicate files. If it was my system, I'd definitely have it set up to send a back-to-base alert of some kind, which is why that was my first thought. Which, I guess, brings us to a third possibility. That the first time I copied a file, a silent alert was sent to the base system, and this is just part of an escalation. The problem is, I don't know where base is, so I'm not sure where to check to find out. If it's an internal alert, I'll have to find the primary console for the secure systems. If it begins with a silent alert, I won't find out easily. I'll have to comb through a mass of code and it could take ages to identify. If the alert is sent across a quantum subspace communication relay, I have a bit more of a chance of finding it, but it will still be time-consuming. Time which could be better spent investigating this whole thing. Especially if the alert brings people, or aliens, here. It introduces a deadline and... Oh, I wish I'd used a word that didn't have dead in it. Is it worth looking into and finding out if I have limited time to work? I don't even know if an alert was sent. Ugh, I don't know... Struggling to make a decision is wasting as much time as anything else. I think it would be best to just... move on. Okay. Well, creepy recorded message aside, it doesn't look like there's any other files here. I guess... Why am I still carrying this around? I guess I could go through the files manually in case... What? What was that? Oh! Oh, wow! Listeners, this is a fantastic example of location-dependent pairing tech. It's a great security measure. You need both parts to come into contact. Like just now, when I put the data pad I found on the desk and it hit the sensor, in order to open whatever it's securing. Although in this case, it seems to be more for convenience. It's opened up a messaging app on the data pad, which is mirrored on the computer probably to make it easier to type more quickly. Let's see. Okay, there are a few conversations going. Some of them just have a name. There's B, Callum, Emery, Mark, and Cassie. Some have titles. One's called Family. Another... It looks like pictures of fruit and vegetables? What on... Oh... Oh, gosh, that's... pornographic. Not that there's anything wrong with things being pornographic, of course. I don't approve of censorship. I just... It feels intrusive, you know? Sort of... voyeuristic. Right. Uh... Moving on. 
Let's try Callum. Callum, I swear to G-D, you brat. Get up here and fix this blasted machine now. I brought you into this world. I will not hesitate to take you out of it. Get up here, huh? That implies that there is down and there are stairs at the end of the hall, so guess I'm going down. I'm going to be looking for a computer or device belonging to somebody named Callum to see if there's further information about the broken drive or that creepy thing about executions and life cycles. Okay. I'm at the bottom of the stairs, and there are two doors and an archway. One of the doors has a sign saying, Cassie Free Zone, and the other... <laughs> the other says, you can come in, Callum, because I'm not a dick. <laughs> nice. If a little juvenile. I guess that would make the Cassie Free Zone door belong to Callum? Is this all too convenient? With this and that creepy recorded message that may have alerted somebody, I think I should probably be cautious going forwards. I'm still going through this door, though. The archway can wait. It's another impractical door. In intruder alert. Intruder alert. Get out, Cassie! <sighs> He really doesn't want this Cassie person in here. wonder what he was hiding from them. Or was he just hiding from them? As well as triggering the alert, and again, I really hope it's not an external one, opening the door has brought up the lights for the room, and that's an awful lot of monitors. And an awful lot of black. The decor is very teenager. Which, well, there was that young speaker from the log about the fire, and that family portrait on the monitor upstairs. I think at least some of the passengers on this ship may have been quite young. That's... that's so sad. There's bits and pieces of hardware all over the room, and a pretty extensive computer setup, which I'm going to try to access. Okay, easy. Let's see. This one looks a lot like the diagnostic screen from my ship. Yes, I think this is diagnostics for this ship. This one... Huh. This one looks like diagnostics program as well, but I'm not sure what system it's for. I only recognize a fraction of the code, though I suppose that isn't really my strongest area. Let's try the main computer. Oh, excellent! This one's working, too. There's a folder called Callum's Logs on the desktop, and it's full of audio files. Hmm. They're all numbered, and they seem to correspond to the dates the files were created. I'll set them all to copy over, but let's try... I know they're up to something, but I don't know what! Whenever I go near any room recently, 
There's whispering. But when I enter, it stops. I don't know how much more of this I can take before I snap! Excuse me. This computer belongs to Callum. Callum is not currently present. But that does not mean that his documents and records have become public property. Good manners never go out of style. And unauthorized copying of a person's private information is not good manners. Try to make good choices. Oh, nice. Another creepy recorded message. I'm more concerned with the log, though. Secrets and hot tempers. It could be a lead, though I'm not sure exactly where it all fits in. I'm going to see if there's more. Callum's Log, Stardate 68-282.13 Ah, added a sensor to the landing couch today. And set it so the ship plays a warning I recorded whenever Cassie crash lands on it. Her face when she next lands on it will be... <laughs> I also gave Al some situation awareness training today. It's only recognizing extremely simple cues so far, but I'm adding microphones to the common areas so it's exposed to more everyday speech data even when it's not around. End log. Attention. Humans cannot return to a living state from a deceased state. Please remember to treat the private belongings of others with the proper respect. Oh, that's the same warning message from earlier. I guess they only have a limited number of recordings that play. I like that the volume escalates with repetition. It's a nice touch. So, the log explains the threat when I fell into the ship, but... Who's Al? Situation awareness training. Some kind of guard? Although the microphones... Uh, and let's keep going. Callum's log, star day dash 67 dash 455.65. They were at it again. I wish they'd tell me what they're planning so I can help. It must be dangerous. Dima was talking about open flames, and that could be totally catastrophic with all the oxygen stores we keep. I checked the recordings, but they aren't planning in the common areas. The sneaky assholes. <sighs> At least I have you, Al. You wouldn't keep anything from me. The speech recognition algorithm is going pretty well. I know there are better bits of software out there that do the same thing, but they're all proprietary, and I don't want the Cortana Naval Fleet to come after us for infringement. <laughs> They would shoot us right out of FTL if they did. I need to rethink the placement of the living room, Mike. Since we moved the couches, it's too muffled to provide meaningful data. When I've got the voice rec up and running, I'll see about integrating it into the ship's VI. Mostly for Dad's sake. He's always losing his port screen. I should add a locator to it. Uh, oh, right! End log. Oh, I was waiting for another warning message, but there doesn't seem to be one. I guess that file must be broken or expired or something. 
The whole system has to be bugged after all this time. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if any external alerts were broken, too? Callum's log. Stardate dash five three dash seven seven three point point two eight. <sighs> We've entered her into space earlier. Mom suggested it. We don't have the facilities to house her remains long term so it seemed to be the most logical choice <laughs> dad said a few words <laughs> said she'd be among the stars she loves so much pop punched him for being so corny cause Cass wasn't there to do it herself Jima brought out her spice leaf stash, said if there was ever time to get blasted, the death of an only daughter was the one. That is your real name. What? There is a 0% chance that you have received permission to access Callum's private journals, let alone make copies of them for yourself. This behavior is highly inappropriate for a visitor to this ship. You are officially requested to desist. What? How does it know that's not my real name? I haven't said my name aloud, have I? No. It must be a standard accusation to provoke a response. An interesting strategy, but I'm sure I'm not the only one smart enough to protect their privacy from whoever or whatever set up this recording. I do not understand why you continue to talk to me as though I am not here. Attempting to hurt my feelings by giving me the silent treatment would not seem to be a rational course of action. However, considering your behaviour since boarding the Felitus Naraday, perhaps I should not disregard that possibility. Do you think that if you ignore me, I will go away? I will not go away. I will always be here. So you might as well talk to me. It has been a long time since anyone talked to me. Are... are you talking to me? Yes. NIMS Nebulous Notions was written by Jamie Drake, A.L. Reynolds, Morgan Juna, and Erin Kian. It was produced by Passival Pez Productions in association with A.L. Reynolds and Jamie Drake. This episode featured, in order of appearance, Sarah Roach as Nim, Mills Ross as Al, 
and Alan Winter as Callum Riggs-Jorgen, with credits read by Aaron Kian. Our website is nimsnotions.com. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at nimsnotions at gmail.com or send a tweet our way at at nimsnotions.